Welcome back to Howard Aokita Field. Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia here with you live. It's a still beautiful Saturday afternoon. One game in the books. It was Concordia Irvine over HPU just about half an hour ago. And we're a few minutes away from game number two today as the Sharks are looking to upend the Eagles after being shut out. Concordia Irvine comes into this game at 18-5, and 8-1 in conference. Conversely, HPU 3-13 and 13, still winless in PacWest play at 0-5. And, and Alan, before we get going today, what do you think HPU has to do to disrupt the stellar play presented by the Eagles so far today? You know, I, I, I think it, it's going to be funny to hear this, and, and it's funny to say it too, but I, I think HPU stays the course. When when you face a hot-hitting team, there's not much more you can do. Um, you know, I, I thought Haley last game did a great job of moving in and out, also vertical you know, as far as her pitching, and, and that's what you can really only do as a pitcher to try to keep the, the offense at bay and, and try to just get them off balance. But right now, Concordia is seeing everything, and they're hitting anything and everything around the plate. Um, you want to almost just stay the course because, again, I, I think HPU didn't really do anything wrong last game. It's just a lot of those balls found the holes, and and, and I think you kind of say that course. They're going to go with Thompson here, Taylor Thompson, in the, in the circle for game number two, and I, I think she's going to do kind of the same thing as Haley did in the first game. And it's just a matter of, Will you catch Concordia sleeping a little bit and hopefully maybe coming off, uh, you know, their last game uh, or the last series against Chaminade, the last game they won 10 nothing. this first game they won 8 nothing. maybe they're kind of laxed and thinking they got this in the bag and you maybe you catch them sleeping. But really, HPU, stay the course, you know, keep playing stellar defense out there, minimize the base runners out, uh, you know, keep everything in front. The outfield is, is always going to be one of their better, uh, you know, one of the better outfields in the in the PacWest Conference with how much room they're able to cover and real estate, how much they're able to cover, and as well as they got strong arms from the outfield so they can get the ball back into play to minimize those runners advancing even more so. Lineup cards will be in exchange. We'll take a quick timeout and be right back with first pitch. It's Concordia Irvine at HPU for PacWest softball action here on a beautiful Saturday in Hawaii. This is HPU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. To maintain a quality home or commercial building, it all starts at the top. Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting is a trusted, local family-owned business that offers a complete range of services, including roof repairs and replacements, solar panels, and painting. With almost 15 years of service, their team of specialists can be counted on to provide the highest quality solutions to fit your needs. Visit kapiliroof.com to schedule your free estimate. Kapili Roofing, building people. Peace of mind, one roof at a time. Hawaii Pacific Health presents HPU Shark Softball on HSRN 95.1 FM and AM 760. Back here live at Howard Aokita Field, HPU taking the field, and it'll be Taylor Thompson, Alan Mia mentioned, coming into this game as the starter in our second game, a 4-4-7 ERA and a 0-8 record. So we'll see if Thompson can turn that around today. Yeah, and Thompson, you guys remember her from last year. She was a freshman, had a really great year. Um, this year, off to a little bit of a rocky start, but that's to be expected again with their non-conference schedule as well as just a lot of new faces trying to get these, you know, the inexperienced youth of this team some experience in the non-conference. So you should start to see her probably turn it around here in conference play. And, and so, you know, they're going to lean on her heavily. She's the veteran here as a, you know, it's funny to say as a sophomore, but she really is one of the veterans and they lean on her for that leadership as well as, you know, the, the moxie to, to settle things down. 
So we're about ready to get things underway. A nice job by HPU of taking care of the field, moving things along. We mentioned earlier in the day a lot of rain throughout the week, and we're hoping to get our second game in today. The first game went along without a hitch, and that was the one that Concordia Irvine won 8 to nothing. So we'll see if the Sharks can bounce back with a split here. And we are underway. 151, the first pitch for game number two. It's delivered by Thompson outside to leadoff hitter Megan Massa for Concordia Irvine. We'll see if Thompson, who's wearing that face shield as a pitcher, can bounce back. And this ball is going to be blooped into left field. A nice running, diving catch by the left fielder for the Sharks, Tita Saunders, for an out number one and a big smile on Saunders' face. Yeah, good job right there. You love to see it as a pitcher, especially on the first batter of the game, uh, you know, getting a stellar defensive play out there. It adds confidence to you as a pitcher. You feel like you can attack the zone even more so that you don't have to really paint the fine lines in the corners. So um, the umpires now are actually going to conference here. I'm wondering if they're calling a possible illegal pitch. That would be my only thing. Or if maybe the ball dropped. So the three umpires are talking about it. 75 degrees here at first pitch today. And a out is indeed called. So it will stand. It goes as the F7. Massa pops out to left field. HPU wearing their, I, I still like to call it this, the shark skin gray Nike uniforms with blue pinstriping. The Golden Eagles wearing their white pants, yellow tops with green trim. And Taylor Thompson back in the pitcher's circle facing Mary Bouquet. Bouquet takes ball one down and away. Thompson with 26 strikeouts and 44 and a third innings pitch this year. Seven hit batters, though. So a bit of control issues that she's dealing with this season as ball two sails in there to Bouquet. Encouragement coming from the dugout of HPU right now, just telling her to pound the zone. Again, you spoke about, you know, just command issues early in the year. And that ball down and away 3-0 now. So we'll see if Bakay is taking here, trying to get on base via walk. And Thompson takes her time, now gets ready. Here's the 3-0 pitch. And that one is a called strike on the outside corner. Nice job bouncing back. Defensively for the Sharks, uh, it's going to remain, the outfield is going to remain the same as last game. Tita Saunders patrolling left field, Hoku Ching in center, and Emily Wheat in right. A change at shortstop for the Sharks. Now you mentioned Helio Shida. The pitcher last game is now playing shortstop for HPU. As that ball is in there for a strike, 3-2 and two now, the count to Bouquet. And that should show you, you know, what they feel about Haley Yoshida. First game pitcher, second game in at shortstop as a freshman, was getting looked at on the training table before the game. This ball fouled away. Will Hanaho the 3-2 count? Was getting her, uh, I think, ankle looked at. Remember, she fouled the ball off of her kind of ankle. So they were looking at that. But she's good to go as she's been slotted in at shortstop. Here's the payoff pitch again from Thompson. Looking at her wristband, getting the signal. Rocks now delivers with her right hand. Swung on and missed for a strikeout. Out number two in the first inning. And the HPU defense is pumped up after, I believe, the first strikeout recorded today. Nothing going 
in the first game, but here we go, the first K for HPU. Yeah, and, and even more so, the fact that Taylor Thompson was down in that count 3-0 and battled back, got it to a 3-2 count, a couple foul-offs, and then just comes roaring back with that K. So, you know, confidence all the way around, especially for the defense, and that's what you want to do is you make sure emotions re- remain high and, and, and no one's down from that first game. And I believe HPU went all of last game without a 1-2-3 inning. And here they are, two straight outs to start the game. No score here on the top of the first. Missy Namath now batting the first baseman for Concordia Irvine. That ball just a bit outside off the hand of Thompson. And just, uh, you know, defensively for the Sharks against Yara Hernandez remains at third. Haley Yoshida at short. Brandy Leong at second. Alexis Oshiro at first. And behind the plate, of course, Savannah Salier-Kovacs. This ball grounded to Leong at second. Over to first for out number three. One, two, three. Go the Golden Eagles in the first. HPU's turn when we come back. This is Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. No score here in the first inning. HPU getting their first hacks of game number two. And the Sharks, after being shut out eight to nothing in game one, would love nothing more than to come back with a win here. Not only getting the doubleheader split, but what would be their first PacWest win of the year. For Concordia Irvine in the pitcher's circle, it'll be Caitlin Enthrop, the junior out of Claremont, California, and also via San Diego. So she transferred to Concordia Irvine to continue her softball career. Enthrop with a 1.62 ERA and a 7-2 and record. So no shortage of pitching as far as the Golden Eagles are concerned today. Tiara Hernandez leading things off for the Sharks. She had the lone hit for HPU in game number one. And she takes the first pitch from Enthrop up and inside for a ball. And now the umpire is telling the pitcher, I think he he didn't give the ready for play signal. So I think he's telling the pitcher, hey, you gotta you got to watch my signal a bit longer next time. 1-0 indeed is the count to Tiari Hernandez. Just real quickly, I made a mistake at third base for HPU. This game will be number 10, Jewel Larson, not um, Tiari Hernandez, correct? Tiari Hernandez actually moves the first base. Hopefully, for your sake, you made that error in pencil. Or was it pen? Uh, I made it in pen. Oh! Yeah. I was looking at the last <laughs> box score. Life of broadcasters. Yeah. So here's the 2-0 pitch. Is now outside 3-0 to Hernandez. We'll see if the Sharks can get the leadoff batter on here in the first inning. Here the HPU dugout chanting three in a row. Trying to make it four if you're Hernandez with the leadoff walk potentially. Here is the 3-0 pitch. It's taken for a strike in the inside corner. Hernandez, one of the spark plugs for this HPU team. When she comes up the bat, she kind of does a, a little dance, trying to pump herself up. We'll see if that can carry over to her team today. Here's the 3-1 pitch, grounded foul, and that moves the count to 3-2. and two. Also another uh, mistake of mine in right field for the Sharks Holy is smokes, number Alan. 18, Genesis Guerrero. <laughs> Not off to a good start on this second game. Oh. That's what happens when you have so many box scores around me and I pull the wrong one. <laughs> Alan Mia blaming the box score here on a Saturday afternoon. It's all right. We'll see if Hernandez 
can come through here. Three and two the count. No score yet. Bottom of the first. She swings and misses. And Concordia Irvine comes all the way back behind the pitcher Enthrup for out number one. That'll bring up Tita Saunders, the left fielder who made a nice sliding catch in the first inning to retire Megan Massa. Here's the first pitch to Saunders. Swung on and fouled away. Owen won the count. Nice job there by Entrup of working inside on the fastball. Almost a protection type swing right there as the ball came on the inside with late movement. Saunders should be followed here by Kanoi Tanigawa if she can get on base. That ball just a bit inside, even in the count at one and one. Kanoi Tanigawa um, is actually the designated player hitting for, of course, the flex player, which is the pitcher, Taylor Thompson. Here comes the 1-1 pitch, and that one, the off-speed pitch is high and away. 2-1 and one the count to Saunders. Saunders hitting 273 this season, 12 hits. No extra base hits, though, along with two RBI. We'll see if she can change that here. Howard Aokita Field plays 200 down the lines, 210 to the gaps, and 220 to straightaway center as this ball runs way inside. 3-1 and one now. Saunders in favor with the count. So here comes the 3-1 pitch to Saunders. Swung on and missed. Another full count. Saunders was all over that. Just missed it, though, and fouled it straight back near our broadcast position. You hear her teammates saying all over it on their chant, basically telling her teammate, good swing there, just put it in play. And here's the payoff pitch from Enthrop. Outside, and the walk is drawn by Saunders, the first base runner of the day, registered by HPU. Yeah, good at bat right there by Tita Saunders. Being able to uh, work a walk after battling off some pitches was just, you know, right on it, like you said in the, the previous pitch, hitting it straight back on a dart towards us. Able to work that walk, though, get a base runner out there. So with the runner on first, Kanoi Tanegawa comes to the plate. The right-handed hitter, the designated player today, takes ball one down and away. Tanigawa hitting 128. The seniors struggling a bit on offense. Five hits, including a double and three RBIs this year. I like the move by Jarnett Lono of putting her struggling senior in the designated player slot to basically just focus on hitting here in game number two. Here's the pitch. It swung on in line to the right side, but of course, with Tanigawa's luck, it's going to be snagged by the first baseman, who then tags the runner for an inning-ending double play. Nothing going. We remain tied at zero, headed to the top of the second inning. This is HPU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Riley Rohr leading things off with a big swing, a foul ball there for a quick strike, notched by HPU's Taylor Thompson. No score here, just underway, top of the second inning. HPU hosting Concordia Irvine. 
Sharks fell to the Golden Eagles 8 to nothing in our first game today. Hopefully for the Sharks a bit more positive result here in game number two. As that one sails outside for a ball, one and one, now the count to Roar. The right-handed hitting Roar waiting for the 1-1 pitch. Here it comes from Thompson just off the corner inside. 2-1 now the count. Roar stepping out, gathering her thoughts a bit. Now back into the batter's box. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Way outside, 3-1 now the count to Roar. And that's something we won't see in Major League Baseball this year as now the hitters and pitchers are going to be accountable to the pitch clock. And I know, Alan, you're a big MLB fan, cheering for the Angels. I wonder if that's going to play a role in MLB this year as this ball is laced down the line just foul, and that'll move the count full, 3-2. and two. Yeah, it's definitely going to affect the game of baseball. One, it's going to make it quicker. But more importantly, you know, for pitchers, especially like Shohei Otani, for example, he led the league last year in being one of the slow. led the league as far as taking the most time in between pitches. There's some pitches in between. He took over a minute. So this is, uh, you know, with a 20-second pitch clock, it's going to speed up the game. But I, I'm interested to see how it does with older veterans because they need that time to rest because their body can't handle it as, as well as, you know, when they were younger. As Roar pops this one up, the full count pitch is gobbled up by the HPU shortstop Yoshida. She went all the way from her six-hole into foul territory, grabbing it for out number one. Yeah, good read off the bat from Haley Yoshida, uh, getting all the way from shortstop past uh, the foul line into foul territory, getting that fly ball or that foul out. Jewel Larson was playing in on the corner, so you know made it a very long track for her to run straight back to try to get there. So good job by Yoshida. So with one out here in the top of the second, Jocelyn Pino comes up and grounds it off the pitcher's glove. So to go one, four, three on the ground out. Nice job there by Leong of staying with it after Thompson misguided it a bit. And the smiling Leong tells her pitcher, it's all right. I got your back. You, you know, know, we got two outs. Yeah, and that's a tough play for Brandy Leong because off the glove of Taylor Thompson, there's a lot of spin on it. So actually, Brandy Leong kind of had to regather herself but still was able to get a quick throw from the side. All the way to Tiari Hernandez playing first base for the putout. And that stellar defensive play is brought to you by Kapili Solar Roofing, Hawaii's best roofers, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Visit kapiliroof.com to schedule your free estimate today. Taylor Thompson working quickly with two out here in the second. No score so far on the 1-0 pitch to Shelby Filer, the opposing catcher. Thompson also wearing one of those wristbands that gives her corresponding signals, so she checks that and now comes home. Ball in the dirt, though, making it 2-0, the count to Filer. The good news for listeners, Alan Mia is back to his regularly scheduled scorebook notes. <laughs> Got a couple cross-outs now. <laughs> As Filer waits to, for the 2-0 pitch and takes this one way outside. And for Thompson, the last thing you want to do here after retiring the first five batters of the game is to give up a two-out walk. Yeah, especially with Concordia's lineup, you don't want to put people on the base paths. But, you know, that ball had a lot of late movement, so it just came off the corner. So here's the 3-0 pitch right there on the inside corner. Good job by Thompson for hitting the corner, and then Filer taking all the way. She knew she had to throw a strike, and she did right there. 
Yeah, you got to be careful here because Taylor Thompson's got to come around the zone and you can expect Filer to be ready for it. And that pitch called the strike. Filer had already taken a few steps down to first base. She thought it was outside, but the good news for HPU now, a full count, and Thompson is one out away from another 1-2-3 inning. And actually, um, I made another mistake in my scorebook because oh I actually issued that a walk already. <laughs> <laughs> Caught me off guard that call, but uh, we'll take it. That ball fouled away, so we'll hunt a hold a 3-2 count. If any owners of stationery or supply companies are listening, perhaps yeah. you can help us out with a box of uh, ballpoint pens or even, even some pencils with erasers <laughs> for Alan Mia's scorebook. <laughs> so we'll hunt a hold a 3-2 count. No score here in the second inning. Concordia Irvine batting, and this ball out to left field. But Tita Saunders is there, making the catch for out number three. One, two, three again. Go the Golden Eagles in the second. We'll be back with more. This is HPU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here to live action, Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia. No score yet, bottom of the second inning. HPU looking to take not only its first lead of the game, but what would be a first lead of the day, on what could be their first run of the day after being shut out 8 to nothing in game number one. Oh, sorry, Alan. We're a little uh, tightly spaced here in our broadcast position, but happy to be well-shaded and protected from the elements here at Howard A. Okita Field. Kyle's over here throwing elbows at me. That's right. There's a big UFC fight later today. I'm there is. getting jacked up for that. But first, let's see if HPU can deliver the knockout blow in game number two as... The pitch is delivered to Haley Yoshida up and away by Entrup. Yeah, can we talk about just the confidence they have in Haley Yoshida and what they expect of her as a player coming in as a freshman? Not only do you start game number one here in the circle, game number two you're thrown right back out there at shortstop and hitting it in the four hole. This ball popped up and out of play. One and one now the count to Yoshida. Ball was up in the zone a little bit. You like to see her kind of be a little bit more selective on, on that pitch right there. And it's always nice when Coach Lono can look at one of her best pitchers and say, okay, next game you're going to play short for us and take care of that as a freshman, somebody she can count on hopefully for the next three or four years. Yeah, and that's the thing about having a full roster this year compared to last year. You're able to mix players in and out and and really start to strategize on where you put players because you have now options, something they didn't have last year with starting the season with only 11 players, two of which were positional. I mean, uh, two of them which were just pitchers only. After that swing and miss, Yoshida down in the count, one and two. Enter up, delivers, and this one actually hits Yoshida on the hand, but because it's considered part of the bat, it might have hit the bat, the knob. And I think that's why Yoshida didn't really react like it hurt, because to me, if I got hit in that spot, I might have broke the pinky. Yeah, she tucked the hands inside into the body, but just got knob only on the ball. So that's good news in that Yoshida preserves her finger there, but... She still remains down in the count, one and two. No outs here, bottom of the second, no score yet. As another foul ball, Yoshida stays alive. Yeah, good job fighting that ball off. A little bit of an off-balance swing from Yoshida, but that's what you, you know, you just all you're looking for right there. If it's not a pitch you think you can handle, just fight it off and live the fight another day, and Yoshida doing a good job of battling right now. You like to see it from the young freshman. So the pitcher, Enthrop, looks at her pitching signals, now delivers. And a line drive to left field, a single for Yoshida. 
And just like that, HPU now has its first hit of the game, second hit of the day, and here we are in the second inning, HPU with the leadoff batter on for the first time this game. What a great job of hitting from Yoshida, you know, battling just the foul balls off to stay in the, on in the count, and then as well as on that inside pitch, able to get the hands through and turn and burn on it, putting it right through the 5-6 hole for a single, and that ball was scorched. And I forgot to mention earlier, Alan, thanks for reminding me that when you talked about Yoshida's ankle, now she's back in the game, hopefully okay, that sports injury report is brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. And a swing and a grounder to second. And just as I mentioned, the leadoff runner on, Jewel Larson grounds into double play. It'll go four to six to three. And quickly, two outs now in the bottom of the second for HPU. Yeah, Jewel Larson hitting the ball hard on the ground to Mary Bouquet, who did a great job of moving to her right, getting the ball on the short hop, able to throw a nice flip to her partner, Riley Rohr, at short, and then another bullet across the diamond to Missy Nemeth. So that'll bring up Brandy Leong, the second baseman for the Sharks. Two outs, nobody on now here in the second inning as Leong takes that one just a bit inside. You know, that's been the problem all day long so far for the Sharks is they get a runner on and they immediately hit into a, a double play. No fault of anybody, but just, again, when we talk about HP, what's going wrong is they're just hitting the ball at everybody. Leong, the senior out of Lilihua High School. She takes strike one there, even in the count at one and one. Speaking of Leila Hua, the, the e Golden Eagles of Concordia University, Irvine, sporting the, the color scheme of Leila Hua, green and yellow. Good eye there. Uh, green Bay Packers colors, I venture to say. Even though Concordia doing much better than the Packers did this past season as they now get Leong to ground out. And that's now two scoreless innings in the books. We'll head to the third when we come back. This is Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Hawaii Pacific Health presents HPU Shark Softball on HSRN 95.1 FM and AM 760. Back here at Howard Aokita Field. No score so far. Top of the third inning. Concordia Irvine back up to bat. Sydney Sprinkle leading things off against Taylor Thompson. Takes a ball inside. Defense playing straight away for the Sharks. Corners just a bit in, guarding against any kind of bunt, as that one is registered, I believe, for a ball as well. I will say, you know, the outfield for HPU, you can always tell that they play in the same spot no matter who's hitting because it's kind of a – they got dead patches there in the, the outfield, or not dead patches, but muddy. So you always know where they actually set up. And sure enough – they're all right in the middle of those mud patches. Yeah, you mentioned uh, I can kind of judge where Hoku Ching is playing because of the degree of, of muddy that her, the color of her mud patch, let's say, <laughs> as that ball is fouled away. Jumping out of the way is Coach Crystal Rosenthal down the third base line. Yeah, Coach uh, Crystal Rosenthal wanted no part of that hard line drive foul. You know, sometimes you see the, the coaches try to make a stab at it, trying to, uh, you know, reminisce of their glory days of when they played, but not in that one. Yeah, Coach Rosenthal wanted no part of it. Business decision there, getting out of the way. So Thompson with the 3-1 pitch. It's lined into the gap. That's going to get down and off the fence. Sprinkle now running into second. The throw beats her there, but it's just a bit offline. So Sprinkle with the leadoff double here in the third inning. 
Yeah, ball hit all the way to the the 210 marker in the outfield between right and center field. And But Hoku Ching doing a really good job playing it off the, the bounce of the fence and then able to throw a nice little... Nice little ball into Haley Yoshida just off the line just a tad bit, but a close play nonetheless at second base on that double. And we're going to have a pinch runner here, Bailey Filer. I believe she is the sister of Shelby Filer, the catcher today. Shelby is a sophomore. Bailey's a junior. Out of Rancho Cordova, California. A transfer from Folsom College. Probably just wanted to play with Sis. That one in there for a strike to the ensuing batter, Michaela Robison. Make it so the old parentals don't have to try to go to two different places to watch the daughters play. Now they can just go to one. Even better when they get to come to Hawaii for a road trip. Especially this past one because they play UH Hilo, Chaminade, and, of course, HPU here to finish it off. This ball popped up. Tita Saunders tracking it. She calls off. Yoshida at short and makes the catch. A good job there by the veteran outfield outfielder retiring Robison for out number one. Good communication. Knowing that Haley's backtracking, backpedaling, just an easier play coming up on it for Tita Saunders. So with the pinch runner Filer leading off a second, it'll be Kaya Nisby looking to get something going for Concordia Irvine here in the third inning. No score yet. Here's the pitch, and it's just a bit inside to Nisby. Nisby hitting 250 coming into this game with three RBI and two doubles. Infield playing relatively even. Corners are back. This pitch has popped up to the left side. It's going to range out of bounds into the second set of bleachers here at Howard A. Okita Field. And one of the HPU fans just totally booted that ball. Nice, easy foul ball to him, and he just completely muffed it. And if our fan is listening to us, I would say turn around and walk about five feet behind you and talk to Coach Brian Nakasone, who can give you some pointers on how to catch that ball because he's the guy that led HPU to the 2010 national title and was part of the National Coaching Staff of the Year. He's out in Coach Okita's old golf cart taking in this game. As this ball sails away for a wild pitch and allows Filer to move over to third with one out. Yeah, that ball just got away from Taylor Thompson, and she immediately points to Savannah Solia-Kovacs and says, my bad on that one, a rise ball that just had a little bit too much rise to it over the outstretched arms of Savannah. So now with a 2-1 count, a great hidden opportunity for Nisby. Infield comes in a bit, trying to guard against any kind of dribblers. Here's a 2-1 pitch. It's going to be bunted, picked up by the third baseman to home on the scoop, and it is a nice play, and we're actually going to have a double play. It'll go third base to catcher, then to shortstop, I believe, covering for the unconventional double play we'll get the scoring for you when we come back but the big news is no runs for concordia irvine here in the third and the score remains zero zero we'll be right back this is shark softball on the hawaii sports radio network
To maintain a quality home or commercial building, it all starts at the top. Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting is a trusted, local family-owned business that offers a complete range of services, including roof repairs and replacements, solar panels, and painting. With almost 15 years of service, their team of specialists can be counted on to provide the highest quality solutions to fit your needs. Visit KapiliRoof.com to schedule your free estimate. Kapili Roofing, building peace of mind. One roof at a time. So a heck of a play to end the top of the first. It's officially scored 5-2-6, to two to six, and dare I say, Allen, a gem of a play by Jewel Larson at third with the glove toss to the catcher, Sally or Kovacs, who then tossed down to Yoshida at short to get the scampering Nisby for the third out of the inning. Yeah, Jewel Larson recognized there was a bunt from the get-go, charging hard, able to just flip with the glove, one motion for the tag out at, at home. And then, of course, Savannah throwing a – actually kind of threw the ball into no man's land because there's no one covering. But Haley Yoshida doing a good job of running back towards second base and was able to get it and, and able to get – you know, put the tag on the leg of a diving Nisby into second base. It was almost like a quarterback finding a receiver in space where you don't throw to a player, you throw to a spot yeah. and hoping the player gets there. And that's exactly what HPU did there. And in between innings, Coach Crystal Rosenthal was arguing because – and I kind of agree with her – she thought that the shortstop Yoshida missed the tag on Nisby, but because the umpires were all running around in their rotation, none of them could really see the play. So because it was so close, they ended up calling it out. So that's actually a, a hometown call, we'll say, here at Howard Aokita Field. And HPU gets the benefit there as now Hoku Ching leading things off down 0-2 in the count. Here in the third inning, no score. Yeah, if you're, you know, for the offensive side for the Sharks, you want to utilize that great defensive play right there to end the, 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 the top half of the inning, and really utilize that to your momentum and get something started offensively, which has been a real struggle. And speaking of struggles, Hoku Ching strikes out looking on a nice fastball paint in the corner, there by Entrup. Yeah, and Entrup, you know, quickly runs her catcher, gives her a high five. I think that was a good spot, knowing that probably Entrup thought maybe she missed the location, but, you know, her catcher, her partner, Shelby Filer, uh, uh, Filer Sheila, Shelly Filer, really holding her, you know, spotting it for the call. And that'll bring up Savannah Salier-Kovacs, who was part of that inning-ending double play. She promptly pops out to the left fielder, Massa, who makes the catch for a quick out number two here in the third. And that'll bring up Genesis Guerrero for the first time today. She's playing right field for the Sharks. She's a left-handed hitter with a lot of speed, so a nice job by Coach Lono of essentially adding a second leadoff batter just for situations like this where you get your nine hitter up, but if she can get on, you flip the lineup card and have Tiara Hernandez coming up again. Yeah, Genesis has uh, played in seven games, starting four. Hasn't, oh, I'm sorry. Hasn't registered a hit yet. She's a slap hitter. Guerrero a bit late on that swing. Owen won the count to her. Probably working through some of those, you know, freshman jitters to begin the season. Still looking for her first collegiate hit. The genesis of her career with the Sharks. I see what you did there. That ball sails outside, even in the count at 1-1. One one. Kyle Galderin in fine form this afternoon. It's nice to be back at Howard Aokita Field. I, I mentioned again, Sand Island was our home a couple of weeks ago, and it was raining. And that was a great facility. We appreciate Roosevelt High School and 
their team for letting us use the field as far as HPU, but it's always great to be back at the home field of Howard Aokita. And you know what? That does affect the psyche, even for the Sharks who are used to having to go back and forth because of the rain situation here on the windward side in Kaneohe uh, here at Howard Aokita Field. But, you know, you really want to be playing on your home field, and, and having to move back and forth depending on the weather can have an effect on you. And this ball swung on and missed. One, two, three, go the Sharks in the third. No score so far. This is HPU Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here with the top of the fourth inning, Kyle Galdera and Alan Amia here with you on this Saturday afternoon. Quickly starting the inning for Concordia Irvine is Megan Massa. She grounds out to Tiara Hernandez just like that, one out here in the top of the fourth. You love it. One pitch, one out, three U on the scorecards. Just a, you know, it's the perfect way to start an inning. Quick out. Try to get your offense back in as quickly as possible. And as a former first baseman, that's my favorite plays. You get the ball, no funny hops, just step on the bag, and you get that all-important put out without having to deal, even with a throw from your teammates. Next pitch to the ensuing batter, Mary Bouquet. The whole infield of HPU going, oh! You can tell the, the infield wanted that call for uh, Thompson. The infield playing straight away. So is the outfield. Shaded just a bit to the left. And that ball called a strike. One and one the count to Bouquet. Yeah, good movement on that outer half of the plate there for Taylor Thompson. Working ahead. Thompson with a lot of confidence today. Trying to continue that. Oh, the umpire flinched a bit but didn't pull the trigger. Two and one now the count. Yeah. He wanted to. He wanted to on that changeup from Taylor Thompson. I think it just hung in a little bit too much. You, you saw the bottom try to drop out at the last second, but not, not in time. So Thompson checks her wristband, now comes home. And this pitch is going to be popped up. Definitely playable for Ching. She calls for it and makes the catch. Quickly two out here in the top of the fourth. HPU's defense stellar so far today. Yeah, Ching doing a good job of just putting her hand up, letting uh, her partner out there, Tita Saunders, in left field, letting her know that she was under it that was a, as it was kind of in between both of them. I'm going to bring up Missy Namath. She gets strike one called in the outside corner. I love on, you know, the roster that uh, Concordia University sent over. They got the pronunciation guide, and, and it says, because it's spelled N-E-M-E-T-H, so you would think it's Nemeth, but it says parentheses, just like Joe. <laughs> Ooh, the check swing there. It is going to be called by the third base umpire, and the coach, Crystal Rosenthal, can't believe it. She puts her... Hands on her <laughs> knees. She puts her hands on her knees. She's laughing. She picked up a piece of grass and threw it in the direction of the oh, umpire. Man. Luckily, the umpire at third base did not see it. The umpire at third base is Rob Dilks. And that pitch out is way outside, and you would be hard-pressed to realize that Coach Rosenthal is here in Hawaii because today, at least in the second game, it's been no vacation for her. No. Taylor Thompson doing a good job so far. Knock on wood, of course, not trying to put that jinx out there, but doing a good job of holding the hitters for Concordia University, who coming into this game extremely hot, just off balance a little bit. Yeah, the Golden Eagles definitely hot in game one with the 8-0 victory in six innings over HPU. The Sharks trying to bounce back with what would be a doubleheader split if they can get the win here. 
Here's the 2-2 pitch to Namath. It's just a bit outside, making the count 3-2. and two. I just want to like mention this. You know, the outfield fence for here at Howard A. Okita Field is pretty high. It's a it's a pretty high fence line, and there's a fan for Concordia University out there who is taller than the fence line. He doesn't even have to try to like stand on his tippy toes to see over the fence. <laughs> his eyes just enough to peer over the fence there. As this ball is roped down the right field line, however, way out of play, and we'll hunt a hold the three-two count. I think the Concordia fans got the message, you know, go ahead and buy a lawn chair out there and just park it in the in the right field uh, fence line for a good view of the game from the outfield because that's normally where you would see HPU fans just sitting out there. So Thompson about to deliver the 3-2 pitch again. Here it comes. Grounded up the middle. It's going to be a single. A nice job of hitting there by Namath, and that gives Concordia Irvine a two-out base runner. And I think, you know, with already two outs on the field, that might end the, the streak of where both teams were looking at, even though giving up hits and base runners, still facing the minimum batters. I guess one way around that would be if HPU could pick off the runner here I was gonna somehow. I was going to say, and Savannah's no stranger to, to backdoor throws down to first base. Riley Rohr trying to get our first run across here in the fourth inning. No score yet. And this ball popped up way down the left field line, out of play. A healthy cut there by Rohr, reminding us that Hawaii Pacific Health takes the team approach to providing the expert care you need when and where you need it. Together, we are creating a healthier Hawaii. So Rohr back into the batter's box after that foul ball. Here's the 0-1 pitch. Changeup taken outside, 1-1, one one. now the count. My apologies there. Having a little issue with some water. <laughs> Namath off of first as the ball is delivered to Roar. Now two and one the count. Roar hitting 242 with a team leading six home runs. So Taylor Thompson wants to avoid making a mistake here big time. Taylor Rocks and delivers. This one taken on the corner for strike number two. Two and two the count. Good job of pulling the string there from Thompson, throwing the changeup on the outside corner. Based on just kind of the, the, the jumpiness of Riley Warshears, was expecting a little bit something harder, kind of froze her in her tracks. Here's the 2-2 pitch from Thompson. And it's grounded to the shortstop who goes across the diamond. Yoshida to Hernandez for out number three, and HPU gets out of the jam yet again. No score still. Sharks turn it bat when we come back. This is HPU Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. HPU Athletics on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, brought to you by Battery Bills on 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to Howard Aokita Field. No score so far. Sharks trying to change that. Hopefully they can dial into some power. And it's a good time to remind you that Battery Bills brings you the EcoFlow power when you need it. You never know when the lights or electricity will go out. So come on down to Battery Bills and prepare with Solar Backup Home Solutions today. Speaking of power, Tiara Hernandez, the first baseman, the leadoff hitter for the Sharks, has plenty of it. 
No home runs so far this year, but two doubles and four RBI. So definitely the hitter you want to have up for HBU as she takes a ball to start her count, 1-0. Yeah, Shorty telling Tiari, just take a deep breath, find yours, stay within yourself, look for something in the zone as that ball was high, but you kind of see like Tiari wanted to jump all over it. Shorty making sure she lets her players know to let it come to you. And again, aggressive, fouls this one back just over our heads. Hernandez worked the count to 3-0 and in the first inning, but then basically was struck out after a great effort by Caitlin Enthrup to start the game. We'll see if Hernandez can get a positive count in her favor again. Here's Enthrup with the 1-1 pitch. Hernandez lets it go 2-1 and now after the ball in the dirt. Yeah, good job of spitting all over that one. Right at the knees, dropping out at the last second. Almost a strike call. The umpire had to think about it for just a second, but luckily the call goes in the favor of the Sharks. The HPU dugout comes to life a bit. Ooh, Hernandez, a nice check swing there, letting that ball nearly hit her, but sail past her knee. Now 3-1 and one the count. Tiari steps out of the box, looks at Shorty. Shorty telling her, you're looking at with a 3-1 count here, one pitch, one zone. Sitting dead red. Shout out to our own Kule Agbayani out in center field taking photos. She popped out from behind the batter's eye. Looking like a creeper. <laughs> that ball creeps across for a strike two. Three and two the count now. You can catch Kule and Allen every weekday morning at 8 a.m. for Wake Up in the Den with Kule Agbayani. They'll discuss a wide range of topics. Always entertaining. I think we talked music last show. <laughs> Here's the full count pitch. It's fouled away. We'll hunt a hold the 3-2 count. Yeah, Tiari out in front of that one just a little bit. Shorty really wants to let her, especially on a two-strike count, protect and, and just sit back on it. Throw hands, as we like to say. And something that Coach Lono has been talking about, especially in our pregame conversation, was she wants her players to be more aggressive and what better place than a 3-2 count here for Hernandez to do that. Here's the payoff pitch, and a check swing is taken. The umpire looked like he was going to check for an appeal, but nothing going. It will be a walk. Hernandez on first with no out. That's what you like to see, your leadoff batter getting on base any way possible. Was down, you know, was you know up in the count early. Um, Enthra battled back to get it to 3-2, foul a couple pitches off, and then able to work the walk, and now sitting in prime position here for Tita Saunders to move over the runner. Yeah, it's a good call, Allen, as Saunders squares to bunt, but then pulls it back. Tries for the hit and run instead, but fouls it away. Yeah, I tried to do like a slash, but just think, it, you know, the hands just weren't quick enough to the ball. You could tell as she just tried to throw a knob at it, but a little unsure of it. So Saunders back in there showing bunt again. I wonder if she'll execute it this time. Hernandez on first. Nobody out. No score here in the bottom of the fourth. She pulls it back again now. Puts the bunt out again. Oh, a nice job there by the covering second baseman of getting the errant throw by the catcher, Filer. And I think the fielder might have stepped on Hernandez. She kind of shakes her hand out a bit. But Hernandez seems to be okay. Yeah, try to backdoor it because with Tita Saunders in the left-handed batter's box was able to, you know, use her as kind of a shield on the delay on the back door. So here's the 1-1 pitch. It is going to be bunted. 
It's going to be fielded by the pitcher over to first base. And a successful sacrifice by Tita Saunders moves Hernandez over to second base with one out here in the fourth. Yeah, good job of doing her job and moving the runner over, getting Hernandez into scoring position. You know, the pitcher, Enthrop, kind of came off the, the, the rubber in the circle, moving towards third base, had to kind of backtrack back towards the middle where, where Tita Saunders had placed the bunt. So perfect positioning, able to move the runner across. And this is HBU's first legitimate scoring opportunity of the day. They were shut out 8-0 in game one. They now have a runner at second. One out and Kanoi Tanigawa up to bat. And now a one-ball count on her after she, after she takes a fastball high and inside. Yeah, and Kanoi Tanigawa, even though hitting in the three-hole, showed bunt there. So Shorty's just trying to move runners over any which way possible. We'll see if, if, if Tanigawa shows bunt again here. Tanigawa does not, but takes the ball high. So they seem to have rattled Enthrop a little bit. As the pitcher coming into this game with a 7-2 record, facing adversity for the first time today as she's now behind Tanigawa 2-0 and has a runner on second to deal with with one out here in the home half of the fourth inning. Big spot for Tanigawa here. Here's the 2-0 pitch, a big swing. She was going for it all there. Didn't hit it, but at least a positive swing there. And I think Coach Lono is very happy with the effort. Lono taking off her hat to really emphasize the signal that she's giving to Hernandez at second. Yeah, she really wants Hernandez to watch her secondary because you have a charging hard uh, center fielder in Kaya Nisby coming to cover second. This ball popped into left. Will it get down? No, because the shortstop Roar ranges out to get it. And just like that, two outs here in the fourth inning with the runner on second for HPU. And coming up next is going to be the shortstop, freshman Haley Yoshida, one for one on the day with a single back in the second inning. Big spot for this young freshman. And Coach Crystal Rosenthal will call time and will go out to visit with her defense, taking her notepad with her, basically going over scenarios with Yoshida coming up, talking about how to pitch her and then also how to deal with the runner Hernandez on second and potentially what would happen. Let's say if a line drive goes to the outfield, are we coming home? Are we trying to backdoor the runner? What's happening there? So a good timeout taken by Rosenthal there. Yeah, you really got to look at that backdoor. They're kind of eyeing that a little bit, especially with the you know the middle infielder sometimes not coming, covering back at the back. But then you got, Nate, like I said, you got Kaya Nisby coming all the way in from center field. So if you catch Tiari sleeping, you have an opportunity to backdoor at second base for that putout. So another big at-bat coming up here for HPU. Two outs, runner on second, no score yet. And the freshman Haley Yoshida, who is the starting pitcher in game number one, now the starting shortstop here in game two, is up to bat looking to drive in Hernandez from second. Good pitch there from Anthrop on the outside corner, and Shorty immediately tells Haley, don't worry about that. Go with it if it's given to you in that opportunity. So the 0-1 pitch taken just a bit outside. And that one's actually called a strike. So 0-2 now. Yoshida behind the eight ball here in the fourth inning. Yeah, and Coach Arnett right now just giving it to the home plate umpire, Andrew Garrett. Yeah, from our vantage point, it looked like a ball. Of course, easy for us to second guess. 
But the 0-2 pitch is swung on and fouled away. A nice job protecting by Yoshida. Essentially just stuck the bat out to get a piece of it and keep her at bat going. That's what you want as a hitter. You know, just keep fouling off till you, you know, the pitcher makes some mistakes, come back over the zone and, and then put a good swing on it. But, you know, it's very hard for freshmen to kind of just trust themselves to be able to do that. So here's the 0-2 pitch again. Fouled away again. Good job by Yoshida. And throw up basically pitching Yoshida outside. I wonder now if maybe she'll come back on the hands, trying to shake Yoshida a bit. I think based on that single back in the second inning when they did try to come inside on Yoshida, and based on Yoshida's swing, you know, I, I think the, the book would be as a pitcher right now is to work that outside based just on the mechanics of the swing so far. And right on cue, an inside pitch, Yoshida laces it. Definitely home run distance, but about 20 feet too far to the left. That would have been a huge hit for Yoshida, but it ends up being a long strike or a long foul ball, continuing the 0-2 count. Yeah, again, and I think you're going to probably see Enthrop come back on the outside again. That's two inside pitches that Haley is just absolutely tattooed. You'd have to have a lot of goal right here to, to come back inside. Here is another 0-2 pitch. Yoshida takes it to the right side, but it's going to be caught by Bakay on a line and that'll end the rally for the sharks in the fourth still no score we'll be back with the fifth frame this is hpu softball on the hawaii sports radio network kyle galdera and alan mia here with you on this saturday afternoon the second game of our double header between hpu and concordia irvine eight to zero was the golden eagles win over the sharks in game one but here we have a pitcher's duel no score going into the fifth inning as jocelyn pino leads things off she takes ball one outside and now takes a strike. Oh, I thought it was a strike, but a bit too high for ball two down the middle. And the designated player for the Golden Eagles, Pino, has her top hand, her right hand, heavily taped in black tape. So dealing with a little bit of a wrist, maybe thumb issue. Here comes the 2-0 pitch from Taylor Thompson right down the middle. That one is called a strike. And that sports injury report, thank you, Alan, is brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. I mean, I could be mistaken. A lot of times, too, you'll tape it up just to make sure you, you have a little bit more strength on the top hand. Here's the 2-1 pitch. It's lined up the middle, and she has Pino enough strength even with that taped hand as she gets a leadoff single right up the middle. You know, just adds that little bit of support so he stays strong on the top side. And Pino's going to be pinch run for here by Concordia Irvine's Megan Johnson, number five. The five-foot-one junior out of Turlock, California, going to come in at a little speed on the base paths for the Golden Eagles, trying to, you know, get that most important uh, lead run here as we get into the later stages of the game. Shelby Filer, the catcher, coming up to bat here. Father's, you know, Father's been a rock this game behind the plate for her pitching staff. Yeah, she takes strike one there. Definitely a good backstop and then a strong arm. If HBU had runners on base, they probably wouldn't try to steal against her because we see we saw her in warm-ups basically throwing lasers down the second from her knees. Yeah, she has a pipe for sure. So Filer showing bunt, pulls it back though. And that evens the count at one and one. 
Savannah faking a backdoor towards first base. The only problem is no one was covering if she wanted to. Of course, because on the showing of the bunt, you have Tiara Hernandez coming in. So Filer does show bunt and does execute the bunt. It's going to go 5-4 to four as Larson throws over to the covering Leong for out number one. But Filer does her job and moves the pinch runner Johnson over to second base with one out here in the fifth inning. Yeah, good sack bunt right there from the catcher. It's almost like as soon as she got the ball down, it just died in uh, just a perfect spot. But good coverage from the second baseman, Brandy Leon, getting over for the throw from Jewel Larson. That'll bring up Sydney Sprinkle, the third baseman who doubled her first time up. And she takes the ball outside. So Taylor Thompson, after four solid innings, a bit shaky here in the fifth, trying to prevent that runner on second from coming around. You know, that's why it's important to get runners in scoring position, even at second base, because it just adds a little bit of pressure to the, the pitchers, messes with their rhythm. Oh, this ball is high to left field, but not enough distance as Saunders ranges and grabs it for out number two. And it's actually going to allow the runner to advance. So a good job there by Sprinkle of a productive out. Moves Johnson to third, but now two out here in the top of the fifth inning. Yeah, that ball just kept carrying. It stayed in the air a long time, and, and I think even for uh, Tita Saunders, she kind of caught her off guard as she kept having to backtrack on it as it just would never come down, got all the way to the warning track, a little too far for the throw here, especially backpedaling, allowing the runner, uh, jo uh, uh, Megan Johnson, to get over to third. So with two out, now batting Michaela Robison. And a big spot here because if Concordia Irvine can bring in a run, HPU showing they're, they're struggling to score today. No run so far, so even one run would be a tall hill to climb. Taylor Thompson trying to prevent that, though. This ball fouled right back our way. Alan Mayo would have had it had the net not been there, but it is. So everybody's safe back here. One and one the count now. The net saved that ball from my bare hands. <laughs> One and one the count to Robison. The lone change actually actually defensively for the Golden Eagles this game. This ball is taken to center. It will settle into the glove of Chingdo, who ranged over to grab it, and that ends the threat. Still no score. It'll be the Sharks turn at bat when we come back. This is HPU Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Howard A. Okita Field. Kyle Galdera and Alan Mia here with you. Bottom of the fifth inning, no score. It would be a great time for Jewel Larson to come up with a hit here. She's leading off for the Sharks. She's played a great third base today. Let's see if she can carry that positive momentum to the plate with her. Yeah, back in the second inning, she's 0 for 1, hit into the 4-6-3 double play as the rain starts to fall again here at Howard A. Okita Field. Just a light little mist drizzle. A mizzle. <laughs> this ball grounded to third. Picked up by Sprinkle amidst the rain sprinkles. Over to first for out number one. Jewel Larson thrown out. It's perfect how that just worked out. We've been waiting to sprinkle that in there all afternoon. <laughs> That'll bring up Brandy Leong. A good time for her to come up with a hit here. Nothing going offensively, but she has played a solid 
defensive second base for the Sharks today. Yeah, defensively, the Sharks have been really stellar, especially even the Golden Eagles. So you're, yeah, just, you're just looking for which team is going to break out offensively here. And really, you start to take little victories early in the year for the Sharks, who are young and, and still learning their ways. And right now, you're keeping a hot offense at bay. And yourself, you're playing solid defense. So now you just got to get it going offensively. That ball sailed a bit outside, and now this one sails inside. So Leong ahead of the count, 2-0. Let's pause 10 seconds for a station identification. You're listening to HPU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. KGU AM K236CR Honolulu is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760. Kyle out alongside Alan Mia here at Howard A. Okita Field. A called strike there on Brandy Leong. She's ahead of the count, though, 2-1. and one. No score yet here in the fifth inning of our second game. Concordia Irvine beat HPU 8 to nothing in a Mercy Rule shortened first game. The Sharks would love nothing more than to come back and split the doubleheader with the win here as Leong smokes this one down the right field line, but foul, 2-2 two two the count, and more importantly get what would be their first PacWest win of this 2023 campaign and shorty over there at the third base coaching box really loves that swing there and that's what we talked about what she really wants from her team to start really turning the corner on is allowing that pitch to travel deep and go with it and right there you know it goes foul but it's such a hard swing a good you know got good barrel on it and that's what shorty really wants from our team offensively so that way teams have no other option but to come back inside here's the 2-2 pitch but it's going to be popped right to the shortstop roar and that's the second out here in the fifth inning for HPU. Yeah, and just right on QC, forced uh, Enthrop to come back inside, and Leong was, re was ready for it. Just uh, hits the ball on the line, but again, right at them. Hoku Ching coming up to bat, asking Leong as she makes her way back to the dugout, what did you see there? Leong kind of motioned that the ball was running to the right, so we'll see if Ching adjusts, tries to drive it the other way. And Ching takes this one right up the middle, and it's going to be caught by the ranging roar. So good job there by the opposing shortstop. That retires HPU 1-2-3 in the fifth. Still no score. This is HPU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Kaya Nisby leading things off here in the top of the sixth inning. The rain falling just a bit more than it was the previous inning. She fouls that pitch away for strike one. And we've been fortunate so far today to not be hindered by the wet weather that's been bothering Hawaii for the past week. Actually going back to two weeks now, off and on. Thompson with a change up here, just off the outside corner. One and one, the count to Nisby. Yeah, I think a little moisture getting on the ball right there. So just kind of slipped out of her hand. Didn't get the quite spin on it as she really wanted to. Thompson back in the pitcher's circle. Here's the 1-1 pitch, and it's roped down the left field line out of play. Almost hit some fans out there. They were blocked by one of the pop tents down the line, but fortunately everybody's okay. And Nisby now behind the count, 1-2. and two. Yeah, some action in the HPU uh, bullpen, as well as it looks like Concordia University Irvine, the Golden Eagles getting maybe some action going as well. Here's the one-two pitch, and it's high and away. Two and two now, the count to Nisby.
No score, top of the sixth inning. HPU has yet to score today. They were shut out 8 to nothing in game number one of the doubleheader. Thompson checking her wristband, gets the signal, now rocks and delivers. That one fouled away. Nisby staying alive. Will Hunahoe the 2-2 count? And warming up in the pen for the Sharks was number 12, Gianna Kirschbaum, the freshman. She's a pitcher and outfielder. A lot of versatility with the Sharks uh, roster this year. A lot of positional players that can also be pitchers in the circle and vice versa. So, you know, it just gives Shorty so much more options. Here's the 2-2 pitch from Thompson to Nisby. It's going to be popped up in play out of fair territory, though, and it's going to be grabbed by Hernandez just near the first base coach's box in foul play for out number one. And that'll flip the lineup card to Megan Massa, who's hitless so far this game but had three hits in game number one, so she's definitely somebody to watch for as far as an offensive producer. Yeah, Taylor Thompson doing a good job of shutting down their spark plug so far. Massa takes ball one away. You know, we talked about it in the first game. She has a lot of speed out there. That's why they want her to get on base. She also hits for a good solid average. Adding so much more pressure defensively and especially the mindset of the pitcher in the circle. And this pitch to Massa inside. So ahead of the count 2-0 and is the left fielder. Thompson taking her time, walking around the pitcher's circle, kind of wiping her hand off, changing the rhythm up a bit. Thompson delivers. The 2-0 pitch fouled away right over our heads. 2-1 now the count. Nice, comfortable playing conditions today in the low... 70, around 73 degrees, mid-afternoon here in Hawaii. A light rain falling as this ball sails way out of the strike zone. Three and one now the count to Massa. And you could, you know, all day long so far, you could have, you could see the Ko'olau mountain range behind uh, the tree line here at Howard A. Okita Field, but now it is totally engulfed in cloud coverage. Here's the 3-1 pitch. It is high, and a ball is taken by Massa. She walks, and she'll be on first base with one out here in the top of the sixth. And that's one thing you really don't want to do is put Massa on first base, especially with the free pass. And that gives way to Mary Baquet. Struck out back in the first inning. Popped out to Hoku Ching in center back in the fourth inning. Corner infielders coming in, guarding against the bunt. Bouquet shows bunt, now pulls it back, swings it. Oh, almost picked by the third baseman, Larson. But it's going to be an infield single on the hot shot down to the hot corner. And just like that, Concordia Irvine with runners now in first and second, just one out here in the sixth. What in that bat right there for Mary Bouquet. Shows bunt, pulls back. Gets a hard shot on a charging Jewel Larson. Not much Jewel could do. Got a glove on it to stop it. Put some spin on it. Back to Haley Yoshida. Haley Yoshida then tries to throw all the way across to Tiari Hernandez, who has to come off the bag and short hop it off the backhand to save the ball from going past her and, and advancing uh, Megan Massa. So that'll bring up Missy Namath. 
She singled back in the fourth inning. Here's the pitch. Outside and low for ball one. You know, knock on wood. The good thing, too, for HP, even, you know, they lost 8 nothing in the first game. The good thing is you haven't really seen the power from Concordia University, Irvine, so far, these, uh, you know, in the first game and up until this point. Here's the 1-0 pitch outside again. So Namath looking for her pitch. Thompson maybe fatigued a bit, struggling to find the strike zone here. Remember, Namath on the year has two home runs and 11 ribbies. 281 average, 391 slugging percentage. The left-handed hitter waiting for the hitter's pitch here. 2-0 now becomes 3-0 as that one is way low. And if Thompson can't make her way back here, I would venture to say that Coach Lona will go out and visit the pitcher's circle. Thompson back on the rubber. Here's the 3-0 pitch. And it is high and inside, and that's another walk issued this time by Namath. So now base is loaded and one out. As Concordia Irvine in position to strike yet again. Going to get a pinch runner here, entering to pinch run at first base for Missy Namath, who just walked. Going to be number 17, Jasmine Gorman, the utility player. 5'4", sophomore out of Bakersfield, California. Good old Bakersfield. And it looks like Coach Crystal Rosenthal. I was going to say making more changes, but the umpire just taking his time noting that one pinch run there. Pinch runner there. So Massa on third, Bakay on second, and now the pinch runner Gorman on first. One out, top of the six. No score, but the Golden Eagles are threatening. Infield going to play in. The middle is going to play even with the bag. Corners are in here. You, so you go corner, corners go four, middle, back. Depending on which way it takes you, you're going to try to roll two. So big at bat here for Riley Rohr. She waits for her pitch. Here it comes, and she takes it down the middle for strike one. And actually now on the pitch, though, the infielders charge hard also. So they're going to go with uh, all four in here. Rather than play for two, they're going to try to save the one at home. Thompson taking her time, now rocking and delivering. That ball on the outside corner, Rohr down in the count, 0-2. Good job by Savannah Salye-Kovacs to stick that on the outside corner, hold it. Thompson trying to keep her team in this game, no score yet. Bases loaded, one out in the top of the sixth inning. Infield is in, trying to guard against any play at home. And this ball roped on the left field line, but foul. Fortunately for the runner there, Massa, she got out of the way, and luckily she was in foul territory. So even if it would have hit her, it would have just been a foul ball as opposed to if she was in play, it would have been a put out. It was funny because right before that pitch, I was going to say, you know, she went outside twice in a row. She, you know, look for her to go back inside, and I think the hitter uh, exact, was exactly looking for that in Riley Roard to come back inside, and she put a good swing on it. So Ohanaho, the 0-2 count to Riley Rohr. A big 0-2 pitch coming right here. Thompson delivers. 
And it's just a bit outside. She wanted that call, but purposefully out of the strike zone, trying to get Roar to chase. Nothing going. You know, I wonder, because Savannah on that one really hopped to the outside of that, tried to stick it back on that outer corner. If she kind of just held her ground and instead of without that hop and just stuck it, I wonder if you get that call. Yeah, to your point, the last thing you want to do as a catcher is distract the eyes of the umpire. But here's the one-two pitch now, and Roar pops it up out of play. So we'll come right back with another one-two pitch. The good news for Roar is she's right on the pitches of Thompson. It's just a matter of if Thompson can locate it for something that Roar, that Roar cannot reach. I wonder if you come back inside here. I, I think hitter-wise, you're probably thinking she's going to go back outside. So if I'm, if I'm Taylor Thompson, I'm coming back in. Here's the one-two pitch. Smoke to center. Is that going to get over the head? It does. It's going to land behind Ching. One run is in. Now two runs are in. And Roar has driven in two runs here in the sixth inning on a big double to center field just in front of the 220-foot mark. And the Eagles soar ahead. The Golden Eagles, pardon me, with a golden double there. Two to nothing here in the sixth frame. Yeah, she tried to go back outside, but just hung it over the middle of the plate, allowing Riley Roar just to put a beating on that ball all the way 220 to the fence and got all of it just over the head of Hoku Ching, who was sprinting backwards as hard as she could. So Masa and Bakay come in to score. Jasmine Gorman goes over to third, and Roar on the double makes her way to second. Still just one out here in the sixth inning. Two runs in. As the ensuing batter, Jocelyn Pino, who re-entered for the pinch runner, Megan Johnson, will look to add even more damage here for the Concordia-Irvine Golden Eagles in the sixth frame. One strike to Pino. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed. 0-2. Thompson ahead of the count. Savannah tried to pump up her, cat, uh, her pitcher right there after that strike. Nice change up, pulling the string out. Savannah hops up and just gives a, a loud yell and fist pump to her pitcher. We'll see what Taylor Thompson does here. Ahead of the count, 0-2. Here it is, and it's fouled away. Good job of hitting there by Pino, staying alive. She singled back in the fifth inning. And I think they were respecting the, the kind of the pull power of Pino here. As, you know, Brandy Leong at second is still kind of playing in, even with the bag to start off and then comes in. Haley Yoshida playing a little bit deeper at shortstop than where Brandy's playing at second. So just in case that pull power comes into effect, Haley's in a little bit, you know, gives her a little bit more room to react. There's the 0-2 pitch. Pino pops it up. Brandy Leong has it. She makes the catch for out number two, and more importantly, the runners don't advance. So HPU still has an opportunity to get out of this without any more runs after giving up the two-run double to Riley Rohr. So Rohr remains on second, Gorman on third. Shelby Filer coming up to bat, the catcher for Concordia Irvine. Here's the Taylor Thompson pitch. Way outside, a nice job by Sather Kovacs of corralling it. Let me ask you, you know, as a former catcher yourself, do you, do you miss the days of catchers actually calling the game? I mean, and, and rather than the, the coaches from the dugout calling them? 
I do because as a catcher, it kept me in the game. And then I think the pitcher realized that because we had that rhythm going, maybe they would trust me a bit more. But I think in this uh, day and age where a lot of newcomers making their way onto the team for HPU, I can see why Coach Lono and the staff would want to do that. But maybe it's one of those things where as the season progresses, maybe they'll give more control to their catcher to call pitches. As the rain starts to come down hard now. <coughs> 2 0 here the count to Filer. And she pops this one way down the left field line. It's going to drift out of play. Oh, Ooh. off someone's <laughs> umbrella. Oh, Lord. Fortunately, they had that there, protecting them from the foul ball. And because the umbrella is so big, I don't think they even know, knew the ball was in the vicinity of them, vicinity, and they just kind of stood there, and it bounces right off the top of their green and black umbrella. So 2-1 and one now, the count to Shelby Filer. Runners on second and third. Two out, two runs already in. Golden Eagles leading HPU 2 to nothing. And this ball high and away. Three and one now. The count to Filer. Sharks defense working hard to try, try and stay in this game behind pitcher Taylor Thompson. Here's the 3-1 pitch. It's going to be popped up. A good job working back by Taylor Thompson. Now making the count full with two out. I remember what we talked about earlier, even though the field is in such good condition because of the hard work of not only the team but the staff here for HPU, you know, this field can't take much more rain as it's been pretty, uh, you know, soaked in here the past few weeks. So with the rain starting to come down harder as it actually starting to maybe lighten up just a bit, but, you know, the harder the rain falls, you're in jeopardy here and time running out because you're at, you're at, you're at right now what would be considered an official game. And a smart move there by Coach Lono, delivering a rosin back to her pitcher. But as she did so, gave a few words of advice. So basically a free mound visit there by the crafty coach. Here comes the full count pitch. It's popped up and fouled away again. Will Hanaho the 3-2 count? Filer doing a good job of just battling right here. A lot of balls up in the zone. Probably might be a ball, but you never know. So, And you never want to, as a hitter, leave the you know, the at-bat in the hands of the umpire. So just battling, fighting off everything till she can kind of get hers. Has a little bit of a split grip, as they call it. Thompson, after going to the rosin bag, has a big white handprint on her right pant leg. She comes home, and that's a called strike three. A nice job by Thompson of working out of the jam. And even though she gave up two runs, she prevents two more from coming in. And it'll remain 2 nothing Concordia Irvine. We'll be back with the sixth frame. This is HPU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back here live at Howard Aokita Field. Kyle Galdera joined by Alan Mia. And it has definitely got to be rally time for the Sharks here. Down 2 to nothing. They've been outscored by a combined 10-0 margin today. An 8-0 mark in the first game that they lost. And now down 2 to nothing here in the sixth inning. I, I think I was going to say, I, I just think as HPU offensively, you know, really now at this point, you got to start getting really aggressive more so than you have been. Really, as soon as you see it in the zone, you got to go for it here. Savannah Salier Kovacs leading things off, the senior captain. 
And she lines it up the middle. Will it get down? What's the call? Umpires looking at each other. I believe it's an out call. Wow, a nice job there picking it off the grass by Nisby. And that was about an inch away from being a single for Salier Kovacs. And that just goes you to sh goes to show you the type of day it's been for HPU as a line drive is just allowed out. Yeah, we're going to get a pinch hitter now for the Sharks entering the game for uh, Genesis Guerrero. is going to be Emily Wheat, who played uh, in the first game in right field. She's going to replace Genesis here, try to get something started. Yeah, Guerrero struck out in the third inning, so Coach Lono looking for some offensive spark here in the sixth frame, down by two. Essentially five outs to go for the Sharks. Here's the first pitch from Enthrop to Wheat, and she fouls it away. Inside pitch, got buried in on the hands. Nothing thin about that weak swing right there. We'll see what the freshman can do here. One out. HPU trailing by two. Here's the pitch, and it's a off-speed one down the middle. Nice job there locating and quickly down in the count is Wheat, 0-2. Hard inside to start off the at-bat, and then comes back with a changeup right down the middle that just the bottom drops out of. Enthrop checking her wristband, now coming home. Wheat pops it up. The catcher can't find it. Good thing for her is we're actually right above the catcher filer's head. But because she couldn't see it, it drops in, and Wheat gets new life at the dish. That's why I don't like the catcher masks. Harder to get off. Funny thing is I used to wear the traditional headgear, and then I switched the hockey-style mask. But I had such a habit of ripping the old-school mask off that even though you're supposed to keep the hockey mask on, I would still take it off after every ball in play. The goalie. Habits are hard to break. Yeah, they, they really are. Here is the 0-2 pitch. Wheat swings and misses. It's another strikeout. And quickly two out here for the Sharks in the sixth inning. HPU having a hard time figuring out Concordia Irvine, who is... Absolutely dialed in today in all three facets of the game. We mentioned a 2-0 lead here, an 8-0 victory in the first game. And it's going to be up to Tiari Hernandez if HPU is going to extend this sixth inning. And Enthrop so far, 64 pitches thrown, 44 have been strikes. So it's been a real efficient quality day for the pitching staff here for the Golden Eagles. And Hernandez takes the change up there for strike number one. Nice to see the sun peeking through again here. Midway through the afternoon in Hawaii. Hernandez walked in the fourth inning. Now takes this one way inside, even in the count at one and one. Hernandez, the leading hitter for the Sharks, hitting 311. The only player above 300 as far as regulars go. After Enthrop goes to the rosin bag, now comes home with it. The changeup just a bit high, though. Hernandez ahead in the count, 2-1. and one. Golden Eagles defense straight away. Infield playing relatively back, giving Hernandez some 
cause with her power potential. Here's the pitch. It's going to be smoked to center. It's up, up, and off the fence. Not quite out of here. Hernandez hustling all the way. She's going to be in there with a double, a nice pop slide, and then she gives the WWE-esque signal to her dugout. I won't say what that signal represents because we're a family-friendly show here on Hawaii Sports Radio Network, but a big hit by Hernandez puts a runner in scoring position here for the Sharks. Yeah, Hernandez, knowing that she was ahead on the 2-1 count, ball down the middle, put all of it into it and got it all the way to 220 just at the base of the wall over the head of a sprinting Kaya Nisby. Good job here, hoping for that two-out nightmare. And Tita Saunders in a big position right now. And I mentioned the power of Hernandez. She definitely showed it there. We'll see if Saunders can come through here with two out. Hernandez, a big secondary lead off a of second base. Coach Lono down the third baseline reminding her player, Hernandez, watch your secondary. You don't want to get picked off. Tita Saunders with a walk and a sack bunt, so she's technically 0-for-0 zero zero today. And she pops this one into short left field. It's going to get down for a hit. Here comes Hernandez. But the throw is going to nail her. It'll go from the left fielder to the catcher. Massa to Filer for out number three. And I think Hernandez missed third base anyway. So tough job there. HPU's been struggling all day. And Concordia Irvine gets out of the sixth inning unscathed. They'll be up next leading two to nothing with the seventh frame. This is Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. So after what looked like a potential run scoring hit by Tita Saunders actually became a Massa to Filer put out. No runs for HPU in the sixth inning. We'll move to the seventh. Leading things off is for the Golden Eagles, Sydney Sprinkle. She had a double back in the third inning and takes this pitch outside, inside, pardon me, for ball number two. I think in the last half inning, just an uber-aggressive move there from uh, Coach Lono. I, I, I can understand it. You haven't gotten much going offensively, so you're trying to create a spark. Sprinkle takes this one for a strike. And really, to be fair to the off, you know, the defense of, of, of uh, Concordia University Irvine hasn't really been tested out in the outfield as well, especially with the wet ball as that ball was on the grass. You know, you, you never know, so... And props to Hernandez for hustling all the way. It's just that Concordia Irvine is sprinkle takes strike two here has been clicking all day and they've gotten every bounce because even that throw coming home to Filer by Massa was offline, but Filer got a hop her way and was able to get the sweep tag down. So Concordia Irvine dialed in today. Trying to add more as a ball is tossed in there. Sprinkle evens the count three and two now. Taylor Thompson, a great effort today. The only blemish was the two runs given up back last inning, the sixth frame. Here's the payoff pitch, and it's going to be popped up out of play. Will Hano hold the 3-2 count? You know, you look back at the sixth inning that when uh, Concordia put up the two runs, too, you, you look at, you got the first out, but then you gave up a walk, and walks have really come back to haunt HPU today in game one and here in game two. 
Here's another full count pitch. Thompson checks her sign. Slowly winds, now delivers. This one is roped to left again ahead of it, though. It's going to be out of play. And Sprinkle will come back for another 3-2 count. Safe to say if there was a pitch clock put in place here for softball, Taylor Thompson would not be a fan of it. Yeah, there might be a bunch of free passes called just on that alone if she sticks to this pace. Thompson to Sprinkle. That pitch in the dirt and a leadoff walk issued to Concordia Irvine. That'll give way to Michaela Robison, the reserve right fielder, getting the start in game number two. 0 for 2 on the day. Popped out to left field and flew out to center field. And if she can pop out to right, she'll have the pop outfield out hat trick. The outfield hat trick. <laughs> Sprinkle off of first. Robinson takes that one inside. Taylor Thompson just really could use a ground ball here and let her defense do some work, get the double play. You know, especially since HP started to kind of put some good swings on on the ball the, the past half in, and you want to get them back in the dugout as soon as can and try to keep that offensive momentum going. Oh, almost the opportunity there as Robinson grounds it down the third baseline, but out of the reach of Larson, out of play. So that moves the count even, one and one. Taylor Thompson going back to the Rosin bag, trying to get a better grip on the softball there. Meanwhile, Coach Crystal Rosenthal doing some interesting calisthenics out down the left field line. <laughs> some old school uh, toe-to-hand touches. Limbering up to get out of the way of all those foul balls. So Robinson back in there with a 1-1 pitch. High and inside. Now the count 2-1 and one in her favor. The sun peeking out yet again, kind of lighting up our broadcast position. It's been a nice day so far. Good cloud cover preventing it from being too hot, but not enough to rain on this doubleheader to the point where we face any delays, knock on wood. As this ball's fouled away, even in the count at two and two. Yeah, you look at Thompson right now, you can kind of see she's starting to tire out just a bit, losing a little bit of that command and velocity on her ball. She's And, and rightfully so, she's sitting at 107 pitches. Actually, that would have been 108, I do believe, if my math is correct. Hard to add just one to numbers. Two and two the count to Robison. She takes it looking. Strike three and Thompson with a nice yell to her catcher, Sally Rakovac. She was excited about that. HPU gets out number one here in the seventh. And not sure if that was a drop curve or a screwball. Couldn't quite tell, but I, I do know it ran back in on, the, on uh, Michaela Robinson. And we're going to get a pinch hitter here for the called-looking strike. It's going to be number 34 for Concordia Irvine. Shelly Falk, a five foot nine sophomore first baseman from Atwater, California. And she also had a pinch opportunity in the first game today. I believe it was a pinch run opportunity. So a nice job by Coach Rosenthal of really using her bench. You know, you leave your starters alone, but you find those spots where you can get a pinch hit, a pinch run, and really get more players engaged so that if they are ever pressed into more action, they have 
some of that experience. And this ball promptly popped up. That's Falk into foul territory. Oh, Yoshida grabs it, almost drops it, but hangs on for out number two. Yeah, Yoshida having to travel a far distance once again to get that in foul territory. Almost pops out, but able to kind of corral it back in for the out. A much-needed second out here. You know, I was looking, you know, with the pinch hitter, I was looking at the height of this team because, uh, you know, Concordia University Irvine looks big, and, and you look at paper, they got an average height of about 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, so they're a big team. Leadoff hitter Megan Massa, a big hitter for that Concordia Irvine team. She's hitting now. Runner on first in the form of Sprinkle. Two out. Golden Eagles leading two to nothing. Top of the seventh inning. Sharks trying to get out of this and hopefully come back in the bottom half with three runs to get what would be their second walk-off victory of the season. Massa behind in the count 0-1. Now takes a ball outside. 1-1 to the leadoff hitter. Taylor Thompson letting out a big sigh on the pitching rubber as she waits for her signal. Winds and delivers the 1-1 pitch. Just a bit outside, 2-1 now the count. Mary Baquet would be scheduled to hit next if the Golden Eagles can keep things going here in the seventh. 116 pitches now for Thompson. Here's number 117 as this is popped up to left field. Should be an easy play, and it is indeed made by Saunders, and that retires the Golden Eagles in the seventh. We'll see if it is indeed winning time for the Sharks right around the corner. This is HPU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Shark Softball brought to you by Pioneer Electric, Inc. on HSRN 95.1 FM and AM 760. Interesting development here in the seventh inning. Not only does Daniela Alvarez get the win in game one, but here she is in the seventh inning trying to get the save in game two with the Golden Eagles up two to nothing. HPU down to its final three outs. Also for Concordia, I, I do believe if I heard the changes right, number three, Mia Sacido comes in for number 23, Michaela Robinson. So Robinson exits and Konoi Tanegawa Batting for HPU, takes ball one inside. Alvarez with, I believe, a .45 ERA after her shutout performance in game number one today. Looking to continue her mastery in the pitcher's circle. This ball grounded up the middle, and it gets through. A nice job by Tanigawa with the leadoff single. And now the tying run comes to the plate with Haley Yoshida. Good job right there on outside pitch. Kind of fooled Tanigawa a little bit, but she threw hands and stayed with strong hands in the barrel through the zone, able to put it right back up the middle past the outstretched arms of the pitcher Alvarez, and it sneaks its way into the outfield for that, in, that, for that single. So Haley Yoshida to bat now. She had a single back in the second inning. Golden Eagles leading 2 to nothing here in the bottom of the seventh. HPU needs two to tie, three to win. Yoshida grounds it to third. Sprinkle over to Bakay, and there won't be a throw to first, but the main thing for them is they got the lead run out, so Tanigawa's retired. Yoshida does reach on the fielder's choice, 
but now one out for the Sharks here in the seventh. And stepping up now is going to be the third baseman, Jewel Larson, playing in a great game defensively, offensively. She's 0 for 2, a 4-6-3 double play back in the second inning and a ground out to third base back in the fifth. She's looking to put something together here. We'll see if HPU can rally here. We'll remind you that Hawaii Pacific Health is proud to be the official health care partner of HPU Athletics. Together, we are creating a healthier Hawaii. And Larson tried to jump ahead on that first pitch, but Alvarez, quick to it, threw a changeup, getting Larson to come out in front. There's the pitch. Larson grounds it. Oh, just foul. Good thing for her because she wasn't running. So had the fielders made a play, she would have been out easily at first base. Yeah, we always tell hitters, you know, no matter what, always run things out. You never know, especially with the spin of balls these days off the bat. It could come back into play. So Larson quickly behind in the count, 0-2. Yoshida leading off or stationed on first base. And this one fouled away again. Larson trying to stay alive against the tough pitching of Alvarez. Yeah, almost like Larson's expecting kind of, you know, a fastball, a rise ball, so she's trying to jump out in front of it, but it seems Alvarez doing a good job of just pulling the string a little bit and, and keeping her off balance with some off-speed pitches here. Alvarez checks her sign, now winds with the right hand and delivers. This one in the dirt, though. A nice job by Larson letting that go. One and two the count. Really important here for Larson not to have a very long swing. Shorten it up. Brandy Leong would be the next batter. Here's the one-two pitch to Larson. Taken inside, two and two now the count. Good job so far of Larson being patient up there. But the problem is when you load up early expecting like, you know, a fastball or a rise ball, you tend to open up and, and your swing gets long. And right now with two strikes, especially in the situation we're in, down two with uh, two outs remaining here, you want to be able to just shorten up and put the ball in play. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Taken in the dirt again. A good job by Larson working this count full. 3-2 count. Expect Haley on the run. And even though Larson would love to crush this ball, I'd almost venture to say that a walk would be more important because it would move Leong to be the winning hitter coming up to the plate. So the 3-2 count from Alvarez to Lawson. Here it comes. And it's high and away. Larson draws the walk. Runners on first and second now here in the seventh with one out. And what a big spot here for the second baseman, the leader, Brandy Leong. You know, struggling so far at the start of the year, but you know she has it in her. She's hitting 190. A double on the season, eight hits. And the veteran senior out of Lilihua definitely has experience when it comes to clutch situations. So we'll see what she does here. Yoshida off second, Larson on first. Oh, Leong faked the bunt, pulled it back, thought it was high, but it's going to be a called strike. Coach Lono telling her player, go get it. She wants an aggressive approach at the plate, and what better situation here for Leong. HPU down by two here in the home half of the seventh. Two runners on. 
That pitch taken high and away, even in the count at one and one. Yeah, Alvarez looks uncomfortable a little bit. Just kind of her timing's off. Yeah, and I'd, I'm the last one to question a head coach, but I almost wonder if maybe Concordia would have been better off leading Enthrop in because when you bring Alvarez cold off the bench, even though she was lights out in game one, you know, you kind of give HPU some wiggle room as far as you almost reset the deck instead of having to face somebody that you struggle against throughout this game. Yeah, I agree, you know, especially, but then the same could have been said even in that first game. There was no sense of really taking Alvarez out, too. She was sitting on 41 pitches for the game so far going into the last inning, but they went ahead and made the pitching change. Kind of same thing here. Of course, Enthrope had a lot more pitches thrown this game than compared to Alvarez last game, but she was dominating. She was throwing well. She only, she only gave up the two hits in the, the previous inning. There was no real need to really pull her and, and put Alvarez in a position like this when she – one, she's already thrown today. Two, you still got two more games tomorrow, so I don't see the point of you know making that change. So the pitcher circle conference is Powell. Resetting the deck for you. Runners on first and second. It's Yoshida and Larson for HPU. One out. HPU down by two, but Leong at the plate here. Potentially the winning run if she can get herself home. Here's the 1-1 pitch. It's going to be grounded into the six hole, and it can't be thrown by the shortstop. So it'll be an infield single and a nice play by the shortstop roar of at least corralling it, but with no throw, that now leaves the bases loaded and just one out. A great job by Leong, grounded it into that 6-5 hole. Yeah, and if you're the Golden Eagles, you've got to be really happy with uh, Riley Roar there. She prevented it from getting the outfield with the sliding stop she couldn't quite pick it up as it spun out of her glove but just a good job of keeping that ball in front and that's what you really want to do here and now coach lono is going to go to the scorecard so we'll see hoku ching now heads back to the dugout maybe to nope. get some more pine tar it's actually going to be a pinch runner here so it'll be three number three for jewel larson getting some speed on second basically the tying runner Coach Lona wants to get her home on any ball to the outfield. Yeah, Hoku Ching went uh, back to the dugout to get some advice here. And uh, coming in to pinch run at second base going to be, like you said, number three, Alexis Oshiro. So with a bases loaded opportunity, Ching takes a high strike there. She didn't like that one. And Coach Lono basically tells her player, Ching, hey, you got to watch that ball all the way. Don't give up on it early. So Ching back in there, down in the count, 0-1. Bases loaded, one out. HPU down by two. Grounds it up the middle. Pitcher gets it. Back home, over to first. Oh, fortunately for the Sharks, it's a safe call there as Ching reaches on the fielder's choice. She was about two inches away from an in-and-ending double play there, a game-ending double play. Yeah, a little bit of a hesitation there from, uh, from um, the pitcher. Uh, Daniela Alvarez, excuse me, and because of that little bit of hesitation, didn't give her catcher, uh, Shelby uh, Filer, enough time to get it over to first for the double play. So Yoshida out at home. That means Oshiro moves to third, Leong to second, and now Ching at first. And that brings up Salir Kovacs, who goes down the right field line just out of play. And that ball falls in, falls in there. 
Oh, none of the umpires called foul ball, so everybody <laughs> was just kept running, but now they finally said foul ball. And I won't repeat what Coach Shorty said to the umpire, but basically she said, how about you make a call so I can stop my runners instead of sending what would have been all three runners home there? <laughs> and then she says, Savannah Banana, come through with a big hit here. I like that swing, though. Savannah didn't try to pull off on the ball. She just went with it, tried to put it down the line again with the outfielders playing in, like, real off the line here. There's a lot of real estate in between the foul lines and either the right fielder or left fielder. Here's the 0-1 pitch fouled away. So HPU now down to its final strike. Bases loaded, but two out. Sharks trailing by two in the bottom of the seventh. And a big at-bat here for Salier Kovacs. Not only is she trying to get one, maybe two, even the three runs home, but at this point she's just trying to survive every pitch and move it on to the next batter. Here's the 0-2 pitch. In the dirt, a nice job there by the catcher Filer of stopping it and preventing the runner from third, Oshiro, of coming home. Yeah, Shelby Filer just having a great game behind the dish. So Alvarez in the pitcher circle trying to nail down a save here after she got the win in game one. Salir Kovacs awaits the 0-2 pitch. Here it comes, and it's grounded down the third baseline. However... The third baseman, Sprinkle, grabs it, steps on third, and that will be the end of the game. HBU got within just inches of tying and winning this game, but at the end of it, Concordia Irvine prevails 2 to nothing and ends up sweeping today's doubleheader 8 to nothing, and then 2-0. We'll be back to wrap things up again. Concordia Irvine with the doubleheader sweep. This is HBU Shark Softball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. HPU Softball brought to you by Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting on HSRN 95.1 FM and AM 760. Back here at Howard Aokita Field, HPU falling to Concordia Irvine by marks of 8 to nothing and now 2 to 0 in our final game here today. Golden Eagles improved to 19 and 5 overall, 9 and 1 in conference, whereas the Sharks dropped to 3 and 14 and 0 and 6 in PacWest play. And the good news, you know, in the long softball season is that the Sharks get to come back and play Concordia Irvine again tomorrow. However, a tough pill to swallow knowing that, Allen, in the last inning there, HPU had the winning run on first base but couldn't come through in the seventh inning. Yeah, it, it's it, so it's disheartening, but at the same time, there's a lot to build on going in tomorrow, knowing that you face pretty much their one and two, and and though it didn't go your way, it didn't go wrong either. If you can, you know, believe that with the eight zero first game and then a, a two nothing loss in the second game, just balls kept finding, you know, the defensive hands of Concordia University, but a lot to build on, especially knowing that, especially in that last game when time mattered, you were able to put some hits together, especially against Alvarez there in the last inning. So you know, confidence. Uh, will be key coming in tomorrow knowing that you can actually put the ball in play here with these two pitchers for Concordia University so and I, I think defensively they played really well and and again just that first game that eight nothing game just everything found holes uh, and everything for HPU uh, offensively found the gloves of, of Concordia same here in the second game but you know I like their swings a lot better here in game number two kind of that confidence came back after you know a tough first game so a lot to build on going in tomorrow and and like you said you know that's the best thing about kind of this Pac West Conference schedule is that you don't have time to dwell on it you get right back at it and you play two again. 
So our final line score in game number two, Concordia Irvine, two runs on five hits, no errors. HPU, no runs on five hits, no errors. The player of the game for Concordia Irvine has to be Riley Rohr. She had a big two-run double in the sixth inning, and that's what allowed the go-ahead and winning run to come in for the visiting team. She finished one for three with two runs batted in. And for HPU, the electrifying player of the game is going to go to Tiari Hernandez. She had the lone extra base hit for the Sharks in game two and the lone hit in game number one. So she is our electrifying player of the game. Brought to you by Pioneer Electric, Inc., providing Hawaii's contractors with top-quality electrical supplies for homes and businesses. Yeah, I think those are two great choices for the electrifying players of the game. And, you know, for me, even in game number two, I would have considered Taylor Thompson. I, I thought for the most part she threw a gem as well. You know, minus, again, that, that inning where they scored two, um, I, I thought she, she threw a hell of a game and, and really could have gone either way. So she was right there with, me, with them, and then, again, there's just a lot to build on, which is the cool thing for tomorrow. So, And I think that's the message uh, Coach Lono is, is giving her team right now as well as the other coaching staff is we're right there. We're, you know, we just got to turn the corner here on a, on a couple situational things. And, uh, but uh, trust the process. You know, we're a young team. We're going through it right now. But you'd rather go through these lumps and, and these trials and tribulations right now in the, this part of the season. I think they still got something like around like 20-something games remaining uh, throughout conference play and possibly in the postseason if they can turn it around so there's a lot of softball to be played so don't get down on yourselves trust the process because you know turning a program around doesn't come and happen overnight and you beat me to the punch congratulating taylor thompson she does fall to 0-9 with the loss but seven strong innings allowing those two runs on the riley world double and on the flip side it was caitlin enthrop improving eight and two with the win and then daniello alvarez who gets the save in game two following the win in game one and her era it says .49 here. I believe it's lower than that because she hasn't allowed a run all day. But regardless, Alvarez with a great job to close the game. And more importantly for Concordia Irvine, they improved to 19-5 and overall. So a strong season for them. And like you said, Alan, HPU can come back tomorrow and get a doubleheader sweep. They're right back in it as far as this series goes. So tough day for the Sharks at the office today, dropping to, to Concordia Irvine. But as we wrap things up, we have to give our – Big mahalos out to Paul Brecht in studio. He's our engineer running the show today. Our in-studio technical producer, AC Custodio. Our on-site social media director, Kule Agbayani, out there in the outfield grabbing pictures for us. You can catch her and Alan on Wake Up in the Den every weekday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. And, of course, the HPU Sports Information staff working hard, providing us with all the information we need. Mahalo to them. And my broadcast partner, Alan Mia, you get the last word, my friend? No, it's just, you know, a good day of softball. I didn't go, you know, we didn't get the results we wanted, but a lot, again, a lot, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face, a lot to build on. So, you know, for this team, don't get down, trust the process, and we'll be all right, and we'll come back tomorrow and, and, and hopefully get those two dubs. And not only do you split the series, but you're right back in the thick of things as, as far as conference play is concerned. So uh, keep their heads up, short rest tonight, go at it tomorrow. So that'll wrap things up from Kaneohe. HPU falling to Concordia, Irvine, 8 to nothing, and then 2 to 0 in the back half of our doubleheader. We'll catch you soon. Thanks for tuning in for our entire hardworking team. I'm Kyle Galdera. Take care and aloha.
You've been listening to a special presentation on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network of Hawaii Pacific University Shark Softball, presented by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii, and brought to you by Kapili Solar Roofing and Painting, building peace of mind one roof at a time. Pioneer Electric Inc., providing Hawaii's contractors with top quality electrical supplies for homes and businesses. And Battery Bills, serving Hawaii since 1982. This broadcast was made possible also in part thanks to the following. Play-by-play announcer Kyle Galdera, play-by-play color commentator Alan Mia, on-site technical engineer and operations director Ku'ule Agbayani, and in-studio technical engineer Paul Brecht. Visit HawaiiSportsRadio.com for a complete programming guide of upcoming games and more. We now return you to regular scheduled programming right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760.